Welcome to another edition of Chocolate Covered Strawberries. On the right corner, we have the 187 pound redheaded heartthrob, Corey Phoebus. And on the blue corner, we've got the extremely talented, extremely bright smiled musical genius weighing it at 160. Seven pounds. Nate Williams. Hey! It's got 74. Come on. Yeah? It's fat. You got muscle. I do. For me, it's not It's not muscle. I just hate it. I just hate it. I hate walking around tank tops looking good. <laughs> Bro, I can't do it, man. You could. That's the thing. You I could. could. I, I could and I, I will. I would say that Jeremy probably would say that he's in the best shape of his life right now. Well... Maybe previously. I think he's been eating poorly. Okay. And not exercising. I don't want to wait till my 40s to, like, get it in. I want to be... Dude, we're, we are the same height. Yep. But your build is so much better than mine. It's different, for sure. Your build is better. But, Be- like... Better. I've got a decade of lifting and bodybuilding and eating right and, like, muscle memory on top of you. Yeah. So that's not fair to put us in the same. Okay. So, like, don't put yourself down like that. Do you have a belly? Hold up. Let me let me see it. That's not you sucking it in. That's just what your stomach looks like. Yeah. Hold up, Don. Let me stand up. It just... How's going over there, Jensen? She's checking to make sure that I'm not slapped out here. Okay, okay. I see. I see. You see the. You see the. You see the trouble areas. I see the difference. I'm not sticking it out. Now, usually I walk around. Yeah, like like this. Yeah. Okay. I tense it up. Okay. But that's where it's at. And this is me like eating all day and like eating poorly, but like that's wild. Typically, I have like that's a a flat stomach. Couple couple visible abs on the regular usually. Not me. I haven't seen an ab since high school. And even then, it was suspect because I worked at Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah, it was great, man. Man, those years. It was great. Up. Yes, sir. But like I said, I have a decade of, of lifting and eating and knowing how to eat right and knowing like, how to like tune my body in. So like And meal prepping. And, and I don't even meal prep anymore. I eat whatever you know I make or whatever Heather makes for dinner, and I eat three meals a day. Sometimes I'll have like a healthy snack in between, but like I'm very active. My job requires me to be True. very active. Mine's very sedentary. It is. So like that gives you the opportunity to be active if you wanted to be. So like mm. you can be like, all right, I'm going to edit this and now I'm going to go for a mile walk or I'm going to edit this and now I'm going to do 100 push-ups or I'm going to edit this to 100. 100's not that bad, man. So Woo. like let's say you're watching a TV show. Okay, you got a half hour programming. Yes. And usually, you've got probably four commercial breaks during that half-hour programming. Okay. Those commercial breaks are roughly two minutes apiece. So you got eight minutes of getting it in of whatever. You could easily do ten sets of ten in a commercial break for a half-hour of programming. Dang. So you can get a half, or you can get a hundred push-ups in per one half-hour of show <laughs> easily. Easily. It's the thing, bro. I got Hulu and Netflix. Ain't no commercials. Okay. It's so then you through. go to that joint with ads. You go, as you <laughs> say, me, Ken Watts got- with ads. <laughs> the free the free Hulu. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. 
I got you. Yeah. And it's like, Sprint, the phone that you didn't know that you needed. And you're like, let me bust these push-ups out real quick. And you just do a quick set of 10, and you're done. And then the next time it happens, do a quick set of 10, grab a, grab a glass of water. Always drink water. Drink at least a gallon of water a day. That does not happen. You've got how much water do you think you drink a day? If I'm being real with you, yeah. If I'm being a hundred percent, uh huh. I haven't had water today. What? How are you not dead? I, my stomach. All right, so hold that, on, hold on. I had orange juice. Not you're, water. You're talking about you're talking about straight I'm up. I'm talking about H two O. Like water can't be like water. in the thing that it's I'm. It's water. Okay. Is this sparkling? Like sparkling? Nope, it's water. It's H2O. Non-sparkling, okay. non-sugar additive. Okay. I would say that I haven't drank water. I might have had two sips of water today. Okay. First off, there's your that's a that's a big problem. Yeah. And I would say most days, if I'm if again, if I'm just keeping it hundred percent with you, most days I don't drink water. All right. So step one. <laughs> We're going to get some water in you. <laughs> so, like. So, you're saying this at, Mike's Hard Lemonade doesn't count as I'm water. I'm saying that is not water. <laughs> what I am saying is that, like, at work. So, like, I work an 8 to 12-hour day, usually. Okay. Man's man. We got 16-ounce bottles of water at okay. my disposal. I'll at least drink 10 to 12 of those That's what. So, you're looking at 160 to... 192 ounces of water per day in an 8 to 12 hour shift. Not to count what I drink at dinner, what I drink when I go to bed, you know, all that stuff. Do I you drink a pee lot. a lot? No. Not like a lot. No. Like I'm not like every 15 seconds. Uh, I, like not UTI status pee. Can I tell you something that's going to make you uncomfortable? Go ahead. I think I've peed once today. One time? Yeah. Okay. Well, then in your spec, then yes, I pee a lot. Okay. So you're talking you pee like three times a day. And at least what you don't pee three times a day i don't think i i'd say I, what color is your pee it's a it's a motor oil it's brown it's looking dark dog have you had your kidneys checked <laughs> i haven't what's up with is my, your situation my, getting weird my joint just went okay, to the left here we go. Okay, okay here we go um i would say that my pee is darker okay um We're actually really talking, sure. we're talking about urine here, folks. <laughs> I'm not sure what else to to say. It's probably, but here's the thing: I want to be drinking more water, and when I'm on top of like drinking water, which is the case when like I'm I'm like doing right. Yeah, I feel so much better. You and you get used to the peeing. Like yeah, like you stop peeing fi- every 15 seconds. You get you stop that because your yeah. body like figures it out. Early in the year, I'd probably say February, not February 24th, because that's your birthday. But <clears throat> excuse me, anyway, or July 16th, which is yours. By wow, the way, wow, pull up on them. <laughs> um, I was trying to do the 75. Do you, you know the 75 hard? Mm-hmm. There's a 75 soft for those of us who can't do two workouts a day. Well, Regan and Jeremy were on it, and yeah. they are twice your age. Yeah. So, but part of the 75 soft and hard was to drink. We call that a semi. A, se- a, a semi? What the? Between the soft and hard. Okay, stage. a semi. Got you. Just kind of, <laughs> just kind of, kind of meaty, but yeah, yeah, not yeah, really. like okay, it's so, impressive, but not there. Yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's it's nothing to laugh at, but you know, you're not turning heads. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I think it was to drink 90 ounces. No. 
It was a hundred and something. It was to drink it was a, a gallon. gallon. It's a gallon. So was that 128? It's a hundred and sure. It's late. We'll just say that. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I was regularly not making my water count like by the end of the night. So I would just drink as much water as I could before I went to sleep. And I was peeing all through the night like a pregnant woman. All right. So let horrible. me ask you, let me like let's put it into perspective. How much did you pay for the Berkey water filter in your house? Three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. Could have been four. Sure. I'm not sure. Okay. Let's say four. How many times do you go into the kitchen every day? Too many. Right. So what's stopping you from using that four hundred dollar fountain of water to fill up a sixteen ounce water bottle to have next to you at all times? Nothing stopping me. I just I just recently purchased the basic white girl Stanley cup. Okay. Forty ounces. Yep. Um, the Stanley Cup. I thought that was a NASCAR. It thing. is. It's a. It's a hockey thing. That's what I said. But the Stan. <laughs> but the. But the Stanley Cup is forty ounces, and Jen will probably drink two of those a day. Okay, so she's on the right track. She's Jen's not doing the right. She's thing. not there, but she's on the right track. She's on the right track. I would say, like during pregnancy, she was crushing about three or four of those. Yeah, and that's Had good. To. That's awesome. She was on. She was on her game. For me. I might finish one every two days. Man. I mean, if you're a survivalist, like, that's the way to go about I it. I feel just like I'm prepared. Your body. Yeah, I'm preparing my body for the worst. Yeah, to just go without water. And right now it looks the worst. I will say that I am, I am not in the worst shape of my life. Worst shape of my life was 20... It was the year I met Jen. It was 190 pounds. Yeah. Not muscle. Okay. Uh, drinking beverages in the evening time on a regular. I'm talking craft beers. Yeah. 300 calorie type they, joints. They lay it on. Yeah. Yeah. They're drinking bad. those at night. If I didn't finish it that night, I'd drink the rest of the morning for breakfast. Eating crazy. Man. Just being dumb. I could pop my top off right now after eating bad all day and having these lovely drinks with you. Yeah. And you would think I just popped out the gym. Wow. If I pop my top off, the fire would go out. You'd throw up. No, that's not true. You're a beautiful man. I appreciate, appreciate you inside that. and outside. I, I appreciate that. Let me find on my phone. Uh, I I call him. I call the big the big version of myself Tubman. Let me find a Tubman. picture of Tubman. <laughs> Let me show you a picture of Tubman. Is this my phone? Let me show you a picture. Well, mine's in my pocket, so it'd be really weird if it hey, wasn't. True. Yeah. Um, going. Good. Jen's asking how we're doing. Going good. Or is that code, by the way, for when are you going to be home? No, that's the like. She's going to bed. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm getting tired. I'm going to sleep. Going okay. Good. Talking. Whenever about Heather says how you making out, it's like it's code for out right now <laughs> for the pod. That's the get over here. Yeah. When Heather says how you making out, babe, it's when are you going to be home? Get over here now. Yeah, pretty much. Did you know I showed this to Mike uh, um, Cordry? Why is that? What is my phone doing? What are you doing, phone? Okay. Riveting did you know on? Did you know that you could zoom out? On what? On your phone, like to get to 
not just no, your I recents. Did not. Okay, That's so great. I showed this. I showed this to Mike Cordry. The same way you can pinch and zoom. Uh-huh. I just I can zoom out by years. Oh my word, that's a lot of photos. Or you can do it also by months. Now I have an iPhone SE. Does that matter? Because no, you I can have still the do it. Crappiest model they would give me. You can still do it. Okay. All right. Where am I looking for? It's good fire, by the way. Great fire. Yeah. Shout out to gasoline. Well, it's a this million one pictures of Milo. Power. Ooh, I think we're getting into the big boy Nate stuff. We're getting into Tubman territory that was me in texas all right so while you're looking for those yeah go for, yeah i was 220 pounds in two different stages of my life okay i was 220 pounds where my buddy and i and all of our guy friends took his jeep and went mudding so it's bumpy okay and 220 pound cory was bouncing along to his own rhythm <laughs> just jiggling just jiggling Dang. And it was at that point where I realized I needed to get into shape. Mm. That 220-pound Corey slimmed down to a 160-pound Corey. Mm. And that 260-pound Corey broke back into a 220-pound Corey with abs. Okay. So I was, like, in bodybuilding shows. Like, I was in... Um, you were roly-poly for a little I, bit? I was roly-poly for a little bit, but I was also... Um, in my better stages, I was 220 pounds of a solid, dense specimen of super. I felt like Superman. I felt great. You know, Dang. I was, and it, it was great. Um, but then I got married. We kept that up for a little while. Heather was in amazing shape then. I'm not saying she looks bad now, but I am saying she was in amazing shape. It was me in college. It's blurry, but see how skinny I was. Yeah, that was that was that's where I'm trying to get back to. For me, it's just my face. Just a trimmer Your face. Your face looks like that. I appreciate that, man. Your face looks like that now. But I just had more of a I just had more of a jaw. I'm saying like jawline doesn't matter, it's that peck line, man. Oh, I there's no pecs over here. But there could be. There, I want them. Before I die, I want I I want them. Well, I hate to say it, man, but as a man, you're on a ticking time bomb. I we am. we are losing testosterone faster than we can It's dropping, bro. So like I know let's it take is. advantage of the, the of the time that we have. Yeah. And get right. Yeah. Okay, this was the day that I met Jen. No, you can't really see the fat in my face. Hold on, let me find it. This man has pictures of the day that he met his wife. Yeah, because I picked her up from the airport and oh we gosh. took a selfie and I was like, the story is so much more so romantic beautiful. than mine. This is this is big boy Nate. Alright, this comes from the bottom of my Come, heart. S- I s- love say you. It. Say it. Please don't tell me I look like that right now. Please don't tell me. But that's like... Please don't tell me I look like that right now. No, you don't. But that is how I would imagine you if you had eaten wings for a week straight, covered in salt. (sighs) I'm going to take a screenshot of that. Just so I know where I came from. I'm not this big anymore. When I started, I looked like a melting candle. Like, everything was kind of droopy. Show me the picture. All right. Let me see if I can go back in my Show Instagram. me the pic. So, as I'm going back, creating terrible content for everybody. No, it's fine. They'll be all right. Dang, yeah. Y'all, y'all want content. The this content is, what, this is, 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 is us looking through our phones right now. Of me looking big as a house. Dang, bro. Man, I have so many great memories Look at my of Heather. freaking head. You got a big head, man. And that's coming from a dude that has a big head. I appreciate that. This was that was then. This is this is Tubman. 
this was COVID when I had lost some weight. Okay. That's a, that's that's probably the lowest I've been. Okay. You can see the difference in my I face. I sure can. Okay. I sure can. Dang. All right. No so neck. that's two twenty, Corey. That's you. That's supposed to be you, sloppy. That was sloppy. To one sixty, Corey. Okay. And then let's fast forward to two twenty, Corey again. And you say you're one eighty something now. I'm like a buck eighty seven or something. Maybe like I weighed myself one day when I was eating like garbage and I came in at like one ninety nine. But like, good night, that's bro. Two twenty, Corey. Just ripped. And Heather be doing all that stuff too. Heather was right there. Good with night. Me. Like, are y'all about to get back into that? So, keep it real, me dog. Hold on. I mean, we're trying to, but like, did you have to use the juice? Yeah, that was us back in the day. But uh, hold on, let me let me let me pop this off. See how far I am from it. Here I'm, I'm gonna go. get your honest here opinion. You hold here, here we go. Hold here we go. Here we go. I'm not gonna be on no fruit boy stuff. But go ahead. Yeah, you still got it, dog. You still got it. You still got it. And you're not sucking it in. Stick your stomach. St- I mean, this is uh, stick. Push your stomach out like you're trying to be big. Really? <laughs> Dang, bro. I've got a long ways to go. Mm, mm, mm. Lord have mercy. I Dang. feel like I'm being lusted after. Nah, dog. You got it, man. That's just not. Well, the reason that I'm trying to like keep myself in check is because when Heather went through I don't remember if it was with Evan or with Finley but one of her pregnancies I was big you were big 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 like she was like I knew you then yeah um, you you only had uh uh you only had Finley when we met right so we've had yeah had to have okay had to have I had no kids when we met nope 2020, right? Yeah, and Evan was born in 2021 because she's freshly two as of March. As is Max. So I definitely knew you then. Okay. And then I knew, like, I'm not going to say in our podcast we've mentioned their name before, but their previous worship leader was heavier set. Yeah. And Jeremy said, nobody's going to be able to tell the difference between you. And I was like, dang. Dang. That's when you were like, yo, I need to. Yeah. So I went back in the gym. I went back in it. But, like, how you see me now has not been in a gym for a long time. Really? This is me just working. Like, I'm Dang. doing I'm doing my, like, my day-to-day work. Are y'all work. hiring? What's up, dog? Yeah. I get that. We are. So, like, okay. if you have 20 extra hours a week, I would hire you for sure. Even, like, 10 extra hours a week, I'd hire you. Jen will lose her mind. But how, much, how much do I get an hour? Not a lot. You're talking 10? No, I'm talking like 13 or 14 bucks an hour. Yeah. But it's an extra little bump, you know, True. Ex- a little, like, little extra something in the pay. It'd be fun to work with you. Yeah. Well, no, it wouldn't. That's what I want to kind okay. of dive into. Okay, let's get into it. Because there's a difference on. between like Corey, who's your friend, and Corey, who's your boss. Oh, you're going to crack the whip on me. I do. Okay. Yeah. That's respectable. So like people, and, and people are like, hey, Corey, let's go out and like 
we're all going to meet at the bowling alley or we're all going to meet at this. No, like, we're not. And then I look him straight in the face and I say, I don't hang out with coworkers. Dang, bro. Sorry. Not going to happen. We had this out doing the podcast if I work for you. Man. No, that would suck. Nah, but you, here's the thing, dog. I would want you to treat me like every other, you know, Joe Schmo, whoever. I would want to get no favoritism. That's what I told Heather, this guy that owns a farm down the street. Like, he and I are cool. We text, and, like, I buy all my chicken feed from him. And he was like, I heard you guys are hiring, and, like, I could get benefits. Is that true? And I'm like, yeah, it is, but let me lay something down for you, man. You're not going to like me as your boss. Dang. Because I will be not a fun guy to work with. Mm. Because when it comes down to it, I have a job to do. And if true you don't complete your task, that means that I'm not doing my job. I'd be the best worker you had, dog. Man, I'm telling it, it is hard not for you. it is not easy stuff. Like I got people that are working 12, 13 hours for me on a single shift and I ask them to push it harder. Dang. And they look at me. I've got Marines. <sighs> Marines working under okay, me. Okay, maybe I don't want to do this, dog. I, so I have a guy who's 54 years old and he's a cool dude. But he retired from the Marines after 20 years okay. in Newcastle County PD That's after a, 20 years. This a man's man. And yeah. And he's like, you know, like I can kill people. I can do this. Like, I can right. do that. Yeah. What do you need me to do? And I was like, all right, well, cool. That's what I'm looking for. It's a murderer. <laughs> so, like, one day I told him, I was like, hey, we got this much left, and I need you to push harder than you have ever pushed before. And I will do it with you. And he's like, well, you, you're telling me this after I just worked 10 hours. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Are we going to do it or not? Third, you third. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Dang. And we got it done. Is it weird being a manager over people who are older than you? Uh, No, not at all, really. I thought it would be. And, like, if it came down to it, a 20-year veteran Marine and 20-year veteran cop in Newcastle County, like when when we take our uniforms off, like he could easily, he could he probably could he could probably hurt me. He could, he could like hurt he'd give bit. me a run for my money. Got you. You'd be sweating. even though he's twenty years older than I am. He could give me a, a run for my money. He's in good shape for fifty four. Yeah, amazing, amazing okay. shape. Hmm. Like I get a lot of my like cycling stuff from him. True, but uh, it's a cool like work life balance. Like we'll text back and forth after work, but he knows. When it comes time that that truck comes in, Corey's boss. We, we are not playing around, dude. Dang. And I am not a play around guy. Dang. We got a deadline, and if I don't meet it, it's my butt. So if I don't meet it and it's my butt, that means that it's your butt, too. Dang. Two butts. All the butts. Heavens <laughs> <laughs> help us. I don't, I think that I, <coughs> the hardest, the hardest job that I worked was working, um, was cutting grass. Okay. Uh, doing a landscaping thing for Classic Lawn Care in Salisbury. Okay. I was, did I lose my job or, I can't remember what I was doing. I think I lost my, or maybe I didn't have a job. I didn't have a job. I was doing like um, the, uh, it's called the EBA, the Eastern Baptist Association. I was a intern getting paid bupkis, like getting nothing okay. monthly, maybe okay. Maybe $900 a month. What? Yeah, I was struggling, bro. I was in debt, for real. That's my mom 10 had, grand a year. It was bad. It was Not really even bad. if my math is right. My mom had to write a check so that I could pay off the 
debt that I had to a friend of mine who was my um, my roommate because oh my like word. I every and I was given like every dollar that I had. I wasn't like walling out. I wasn't like buying nothing crazy. I was in debt for real. But anyway, so I got a job doing the classic lawn care because I think they were paying like maybe thirty dollars an hour or something like that, twenty five something. Yeah, rolling in it to to, to cut grass. Yeah. yeah. Worked there for one week, and I was like, I can't do this. You had to load in at, like, 4 in the morning. Yeah. Um, and we would go to a gas station and fill up our tanks. Yep. I was driving a big old truck. Yep. With a zero-turn whatever behind me. Yep. Keep in mind, I've never driven a big old truck before. And I'd drive to a property that was, like, multiple acres. Yeah. And I was supposed to cut that grass and then take a picture of it. Yeah. Day one. I probably did like maybe two properties. The third property, I was driving around, finished cutting the grass, pulled the camera out to take pictures. I thought I pulled the, I, I was like, where's the camera? I walk the property, big property. Uh-huh. I see the camera chewed up. Oh. I had ran over it. Oh, man. Called the boss, who was the owner. Yep. I was like, hey, uh, I ran over I ran over your I camera. Ran over <laughs> camera. This is like day, this is like day two. And he's like, dang, man. So I think I worked there a couple more days. At the end of the week, I was like, no, I can't do this. And I've got allergies. I'm allergic to grass. The freak was I thinking? But once you got used to it, man, that is so cake. It was, it was, it was. You sit on that zero turn with your headphones in, just. Which I was doing. Just listening to Justin Timberlake's album just came out. Yeah. 2020 experience. Okay. Loving it. Okay. Ran over that camera. I think uh, a dude I was working with was telling me a regaling story about something that happened. And this is a, like a country white dude. And he was like, yeah, and I told that N-word to shut up. Blah, blah, blah. This was me and the Oh, this was this story. This was this story. Oh. And he's like, oh, my bad, buddy. Oh, my bad there, oh, feller. My, my bad, buddy. I forgot just, you was there. That's just what I called. I uh, usually expect people to yeah. be in the back of the seats there. I told, uh, man, I'm sorry, man. I, that's, you know. I, you know I not that I mean that you are one no, of those. Not, not that you're one of those. Because you're, you you're, know, no, you're, you're cool. You're, you're a good one. You're a purebred. <laughs> and that might have been that might have been the day before I quit. I was like, I can't be All right, that's this. understandable. I can't be doing this. I didn't quit because of him, but he definitely helped push that ball. Man, let me tell Over you, if, if you came to me and you were like, Corey, I'm going to give you 25 bucks an hour to mow a lawn that is seven acres. We know it's going to take you all day, but all you have to do is sit down on that mower. I would be all about it. I could reach Pop out to in the my dude. headphones. Boy, reach out to him? I'll say something to him. No. I'll say, hey, I know, I know a quality... A quality individual. No, because if I'm being honest and not hoity, I would run his company better than he does Dang. in a week. Honestly, I I hate like saying that, but, but that's I, who you I, are, I, man. man. You're a you're a come in, fix it. I can make it better. I've made it better. Give me your job, and that's what I've done in my current job. And like, your previous I came, job. I and my previous job. I came in. As a part-time, fun job, like, I don't need money, man. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I just want to come in and have a good time. Yeah. It's going to be it. good. Yeah. And then I have, like, my boss's boss's boss come up to me personally, and they're like, hello, Corey. 
would you like to have a career here? And I'm like, no, I'm just coming here for fun, man. I'm just putting stuff away. And then my, like, three management positions above me became open because they screwed up and completely ruined their lives and their job there. And they were like, hey, we want you here. And I was like, all right, fine. And they're like, but what, hold on. We don't want to see you stay here. We want you to move up and then move up again. So they basically put into motion that I'm going to be um, in charge of an entire district of these stores. That's what they want for me, essentially. So are people who you came in with now under you? Yes. Is that weird? No. No, and not they, at all. Like, they could see your trajectory like, Jeremy's just hanging, like, Jeremy, Corey's just hanging up his coat next to mine. Like, we're both just BSing and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, wait, now Corey's my boss's boss. So they have expressed concerns. They were like, if Corey gets his job, I'm quitting. I'm done. And this was people above me before I started. They're people like above a, you said. People above me said, if Corey gets this job, which is above me, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. So I went to that person and I said, hey, you know, rumors tend to spread around here. Um, and one of those rumors said that if I get this job, you're quitting. Shoot me straight. Is that true? And they looked at me and they're like, well, it depends. And I was like, depends on what? Are you quitting or not? Give me yes. It's a yes or no. Tell me. And they're like, well, we have to be united front. We have to like see eye to eye and we have to be a team. And I was like, those are all great points. And I agree with all of those points. But one point I don't agree with is that if we're going to work together, we cannot talk crap behind each other's back. Can I ask that from you? And I will fulfill all those other needs that you have. And they're like, yeah. And they've been great employees ever since. That's wild, bro. Yeah. Somebody who was your boss, you're now their boss. Yep. Two people. Uh, three people. Sorry, three. <laughs> three That's of them. crazy. Yeah. Does it feel like on some like, on some like big boy stuff where I'm just like, yo, I came in here, and I was just a regular, regular dude. Nope. It does not feel that way. You're because just like, I'm just doing it's, my a, job. it's a stepping stone because like I don't plan on staying there. You're trying to you're trying to be the district. I'm dude. trying to be the district dude. Dang. And I talked to my district That's dude. My boy. Because I said to him, I was like, hey, man, listen, like, I know you want me to have, like, a whole store, and that's cool. Like, I'm down with it. But, like, do you think I would be better in, like, HR or marketing because I love marketing? And he's like, well, where would you be most happy? Money aside. And I was like, well, that's that's a thing. Like, I feel like I would enjoy all of them equally. What, what do you think? He's like, well, you're going to make more money having your own store. So I was like, all right, cool. So what do you recommend? He was like, I would recommend option C. And I was like, I didn't give you an option C. He's like, I know. But I think that you should do what I do. And that's being the boss of 14 stores. And I was like, all right, well, like, what's your work-life balance like? You know, what's the salary like? Yeah. What's your bonus structure like? What's your stock options like? And he told me all those things. And it makes sense. Like, it was... He told me, he, he gave me numbers, and he shouldn't have, but he did. And I'm not going to tell you what those numbers are. I'm about are. to say, dog, what's the, what are those numbers? You can't say it's, it's the bodies? Plus a year. 
good night. Plus, like, in stock options. Bro. Every year. This is like, this is in the works? Yes. Like, next year, the year after that type So, of... I have one more step to go before I get there. So, I'm thinking a year, less than a year of where I'm at now. Maybe a year of the step above. And then the following year there. <laughs> Golly. Bro, yeah. you're going to have to have Phoebus Farms. <laughs> With goats and pterodactyls or whatever, whatever else you want. I'm going to have whatever Good I want. Good night. But my goal is to climb my way up this ladder mm. so that Heather doesn't have to work. She can do whatever she wants. She can go. My goal is to have as many kids as Heather wants. I'm down to have like 10 kids. I don't care. I Jeez. want as many as the Lord provides. Just throwing it Just in throwing, there. I don't care. Like, <laughs> we have three now. Everybody's like, are you almost done now? Or is that it? Just or started. Is that it? I'm like, nah, dog. Like, just, I'm down to have a whole the, football team. Just pull the if wrapper off. Like, I love having kids. I love my kids. Are they a struggle? Absolutely. But I want to have as many as I can because. Jordan Peterson said, if you have a kid, you're going to have another. And if you have two, you've already screwed yourself, so you might as well have three. And if you have three, then you might as well have more because they're going to start taking care of each other. So if you have six kids, you're not taking care of six kids. You're taking care of one, maybe two at a time because the kids start helping out. You start, like, creating your own community. You start creating, like, that's what I'm, like, hoping for. And if I have that... And if I have the job where I can, like, land, like, a farm or I can land a big amount of property, the kids can do that stuff. And Heather won't have to worry about a thing. And God forbid I die, she's going to be set. Dang. Y'all got life insurance? I got a million-dollar policy on my life. Lord have mercy. How much you pay in a month? I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. Me and Jen were talking about that yesterday. She said for $500,000 on me and four for her, it's like 200 a month. No, no 400 a month. I think it's, no, it's way less than that. That's what State Farm was quoting. No, I got way less than that. But I have a million dollars on me. So if I die right now, Heather gets a million bucks. That's wild. Yep. That is crazy. Yep. Dang, bro. And all Woo. my vehicles are paid for except hers. She's the one who had to get the park But you rode in Dolly tonight. Dolly was sweet. Yeah, dude. She's got a I wide paid behind. pennies for her. <laughs> pennies it, on the dollar. It rode great. She's a smooth gal. That's why I buy cheap white trash vehicles. You're doing it, bro. Because they, they, I don't care what you think about what I'm driving. It gets me from point A to point B. I get it. I'm, I don't have a car payment. I don't care about what happens to it. I leave the keys in it 99% of the time. It's crazy. Take her. And take Dolly and bring her back. I don't take, care. Take her and bring her Guess back. Guess what? If she gets stolen, I get more money back than what I paid for her. It's Go crazy. ahead. Take her. Yep. I don't care. Heather's like, why don't you lock your cars? And I'm like, because if it gets stolen, we get more money for what it was I bought take it for. It. That's so, wild. Bro, you're living the dream. I really am. You got I am. A, you got a whole son. Yeah. A whole son. Two daughters. Who you did phenomenal with, by the way. She's a sweetie, man. Man, I don't know if man. I was getting everything situated for the podcast tonight and Branch was just like not having his crib life. 
And I was like, I got to hold. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get your SD cards, and then I got to hold the kid. And then Nate was like, can I hold him? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. You just pick him up. Instantly, you pick him up. He settles down. He falls a freaking sleep. And then I'm like, all right, we're ready to go. And you're like, should I, should I lay him down? I'm like, yeah, go for it. And you laid him down, and he was out like a light. That does not happen for me. But for the first time tonight, he did smile for me, which was cool. Sweet, man. Yeah. Dang, bro, you got a son, I man. Got a son. I got a boy. Does it feel different? Uh, yeah. Um, the whole perspective of being a husband changes when you have a son. Dang. Because, like, you never want your son to see you, op- like, your, wa- your wife open a car door. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to see Heather open her own door. Mm. I don't want him to see her pumping her own gas. I don't want him to see her grabbing anything from, like, heavy. You yeah. know, I, I don't want him to see that. And and while I know Heather is very capable of lifting heavy right. things, it's the fact that I'm here. I don't want him to see, like, I don't want him to make it normal for girls to do stuff. When he's there, mm. while they can, I want him to be a chivalrous fella. That's good, man. I yeah. mean, that's what I want for Max as well. And like, we've been, we've been, we did the, um, the parenting course, yeah, type thing, yeah. And it was saying, and and bro, this is where, I think I told you about this conversation. Is this, this is a whole? I'm gonna get to the point. Did the parenting course thing. And pretty much what they were hammering home for the whole thing was the most important thing that you can teach your kid is to be a passionate follower of Jesus. Yeah. And if you teach them that, then their moral compass will be set, their drive, their dignity, their self-worth, all of those things will be set if you get them to be a passionate follower of Jesus. So that was the parenting course back in the, you know, a couple months ago we did that. So I was like, all right, that's great. Definitely want to do that for Max, passion of follow Jesus. Me and Jen had a conversation. Did I tell you about this? Mm-mm. Me and Jen had a conversation and I forget what sparked this conversation. It might have been a podcast I listened to or maybe just something I was, I think we were talking about um, exercising. Because she had had Milo, and she's like, hey, I'm trying to get this, like, extra baby weight off. I need you to help me go on walks. And she's and she was saying, like, what's difficult is is that every time I want to go on a walk, you're not about it. You're, like, not trying to go on a walk. And I need you to encourage me to go on a walk because I don't want to do it either. So I'm looking to you, and she said, whether that's fair to you or not, but I'm looking for you to lead the family in this way where it's like, hey, we're going on a walk or hey, we're, you know, whatever, whatever. So I was like, all right, cool. I can be about that then. Okay. Then I started thinking about it and I was just like, dang, I don't lead our family in that way. And I was like, are there other ways that I'm not leading the family? And then I was thinking like, that's hard, man. bro. And I went down a dark hole. Oh, I was like, that's hard. I was thinking like, bro, and and this is just me keeping it G real. I don't read my Bible daily. Like I'm not I'm not intentionally spending time with the Lord on a daily basis for Max to see, for Jen to see, for yep. Milo to yep. see. Because Same. I think uh I think Joel said something um 
in, a, I think, the Father's Day message that he did this year. He was saying, we saw, speaking about Pastor Danny, he said, uh, him and um, Tim were saying, we saw my dad faithfully every morning in his chair at the dinner, t- like at the table reading his Bible. He's like, that was modeled to me. I saw him doing that. Yeah, and he's I, like, so I remember that message. He's like, he's like, now, he's like, I have a chair. That one hit I home. Have, yep, I have a chair. I read the Bible in the morning, and my kids see that, and he's saying this to his dad. He's like, because of what you did. Yep. And Pastor Danny did that because of what he saw his father did. And so he was like, you have instilled in me something that is going to change the trajectory of my kids' lives because of what you're doing. And I thought to myself, am I living a life right now that is instilling in Max that the Bible and the Lord is important, that exercising is important, that treating your, like, and and I was thinking, and bro, I went to a dark place and I was like, I am not. And I was in a funk for multiple days because well, I thought well, your I'm kids not. are da- or lo- or young, man. This is true. So like you can start off slow, and that's and and for me, and I was telling and me and Jen went on a walk because when we were talking about this, and I was saying like, dang, I'm not leading this family in a way that will set them up for a healthy spiritual life, like a healthy. I mean, you name it. I was just like, I feel like I'm just surviving. And we had this conversation post-Easter. Easter was a lot for me yeah. because, you know, he who will not be named, like all of the video and all, all that stuff was on me to do. Yeah. All the all the pieces for Easter was on me to do. Yeah. And that was like a big service. And then right after Easter is like Mother's Day. And then after Mother's Day is Father's Day. Baptism, whatever, and yep. then after that, it's Father's Day. So I was like, man, I'm just, like, surviving. And Jen was like, I can tell. It feels like you're just getting by. What a hard <sighs> deal with Bro, man. it was a slap in the face. And so now, present day, I'm like, what can I do now to create a habit within myself that is beneficial for me but is also beneficial for my family? And the reason I say all that, you know, yada, yada, blah, blah, is because the same way that you desire Branch to not see Heather open a car door or open, you know, lift anything heavy or any of those things, is like the thing that both of us, I believe, want for our sons mm-hmm. is we want them to love Jesus. Yep. That needs, that that is the top, like above opening doors and carrying things heavy is like, I want you to be like passionate about following the Lord. And I was just like, man, am I living my life in a way right now that Max would say, like, and I, and I was thinking about this, and I, dude, I know, like, I'm rambling and ranching or whatever, but if someone were to say, hey, do you know Nate Williams? They'd say, like, yeah, he loves to do video, and he likes to do music stuff, and he's a funny guy. But I don't think in the top three things they'd say is, like, that dude loves the Lord. Man. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, man, that slapped me hard. But that would be my, like my top three easily. But my my thought is is like for us, like for us as men, like for fathers or whatever. I want me personally. I want the thing that people think about me is like that dude loves God. Like that dude is number about one. G- num- like that's the first thing yeah. is that that guy it, like loves the Lord. You can just see it all over his face, 
all over his life. And yeah, he does music and does video stuff and, you know, he's funny or does a podcast, like whatever. Like all those things are secondary, but like, man, that guy loves God and he gets it. Like his, his spiritual life is on fire and I want that. That is not where I'm at right now today. Well, one piece of advice, and Talk I'm not me. saying I'm any better than you at all or any better than anybody else listening to this, but one thing that has helped my family is that we listen to worship music constantly mm. on YouTube. And I have to because, like, I'm learning new songs and stuff like that for whatever is on that week setup right. I, I put on YouTube. Um, but, like, Talking to Jesus from Brandon Lake, mm-hmm. it's a great example mm-hmm. of, like, you know, I was – I lived that. I was having a hard time, hard time mentally – to where I'm just on my bed and I'm like praying. Mm. And Finley's constantly like, where's dad? Where's dad? Where's dad? And she comes into my room where I'm praying at the foot of the bed. And she says, dad, what are you doing? Man, you got to me. Hey, man, go oh, ahead. Dog. This man. is that episode. This is the episode man. for him. Go ahead. She said, what are you doing, dad? She said, what are you doing, dad? And I said, I'm talking to Jesus. Mm. And she said, can I talk to Jesus with you? And I said, yeah, come on over. So she's laying at the foot of the bed with me, and we are praying together. And I know she's five years old. She doesn't really know what praying is, really. And she she knows who God is and who Jesus is, but the fact that she wants to come talk to Jesus with me was so oh man incredibly important that's good bro because I was at my wits end man so I was like at the point where I'm like breaking and and when I pray I usually pray like on the road I pray you know when I'm in the middle of everyday activities but I took the time to stop and pray on the foot of my bed and just kneel down and just be there 100% for God. Like, this is all of me. Mm. You've given me all of you. Let me give you all of me. Mm. And that's when Finley noticed. That's when she came in and she was like, what's going on, dad? And I was like, look, I'm, I'm praying. And if you want to be a part of it, that's cool. And she did want to be a part of it. Mm. So she sat there at the foot of the bed with me. She had her arms like her, like this. She had like her elbows up on the bed and just like I did. And it's wild as a dad because, like, she she wouldn't have known to do this if it wasn't for me. Dang. So, like, she wouldn't have known to throw her elbows up and kind of just bury her face in yeah. her hands um, if it wasn't for me. And it was, it was huge. And, like, we've been listening to different videos and stuff throughout our um, – our days, you know, like we go outside a lot and we, we try to limit TV time and when we do have TV time, it's usually like worship music, at least with me, like when, when I'm home. And she's singing worship songs just out of nowhere. It's cool. And she's like a very musical person and she tries to write her own. And it's beautiful, man. It's wild. It's wild. And like guys, dads, if you're listening, dads, if, if you don't think that your kid notices you 
you're dumb. <laughs> Your kid mm. does notice you. Your kid notices everything you do. To the point where my kid noticed, like, I was kneeling down at my bed. She didn't know what I was doing. She didn't know why I was down there. She didn't know any of that. She just noticed that my knees were on the ground, my hands were on the bed, and she wanted to be a part of it. And that's our opportunity as dads yeah. to guide them to be able to know that it's all right to, like, to pray. Yeah. And to talk to God whenever we want. And it has just been a whirlwind of emotions to know that you are responsible for yeah man all of that something that um something that Jen was saying that she heard from the parenting podcast was like our the way that the our kids will I'm going to butcher this but essentially the way that our kids will understand God's love for them like the father's love for them is the way that we treat them. Yep. And I thought like in my responses to Max, cause dude today he was on some other stuff, pushing Milo down. Like he probably was spanked like five times. Yeah. Seriously. And like, in the parenting course, it, t it tells you not to spank out of anger, and so I made sure that, like, I... But the Bible does say, if spare you the spare rod, the rod, yep. Child, yep, yep, to the, the parenting course, and I know that it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and there are some people who, like, had been, like, physically abused in such a way that they were like, I don't feel comfortable, like, striking or hitting my... That's me, dog. In, in, a, in a type of way, because it's like, that's me, fam. I was hit in like the wrong way. I was hit out of and anger. I, a you lot. know what I mean? And like, I don't want to do that to my kid, and I don't want them to grow up with that like stain or whatever, whatever it is you want to call it. Like, it, I don't want them to have what I have on me. But it's hard to do because that's all you know. Yeah. Like my dad hit me out of anger a lot, and I love my dad for it. Like he. My dad guided me to be a good man, but I would never, yeah. I couldn't imagine hitting Finley the way that my dad hit me. And my, my parents were not that like, and bro, I'm sorry that that, like you were like disciplined that way because like that isn't healthy and that's not like a good, that's not a thing that you should have over you right. type of thing yeah. and so like I feel for you in that way my parents did not discipline me that way but like I know that there have been times where like there has been frustration in the disciplining of Max and like I do and it hasn't been like anger like I'm not like like beating him type of thing but no, there's you're giving a pat on the yeah, butt yeah I had bleeding welts on my back yeah that's like, wild that's that's that is wild. So at what point are you like, yeah, that was really bad debt, like parenting versus I overcame that, which means I can overcome everything. You know, yeah. like, like it made me a stronger person, obviously. I feel you. you know what I mean? But that's still like, in my mind, like that's still like you had traumatic experiences. Like you can think back to like, Yo, I know that I messed up, but I didn't deserve all that. 
Right. But it made me stronger in the long run. So, like, am I depriving Finley of being a stronger individual by not disciplining her harder? Or am I disciplining her the right way now based on what I've experienced? I like, think it. I think it's that one. I think that, and for me, and I think for you too, neither one of us were drawn to the Lord or drawn to faith or drawn to Jesus by like fear or manipulation. I it's was. Like, Hands down, dude. Like, if I didn't go to church, like, I had no choice. I had to be there. But I'm saying, like, your actual relationship with the Lord, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, isn't one out of, like, if I don't love you or if I don't behave a certain way, I'm going to be punished. I came from a Baptist community. So if I didn't behave a certain way, I was punished. If I was loud, if I was out of place, if I was experimental in speaking my mind— I was punished. And I think that... Physically. Yeah. Which is, to me, like, to, for me, that's not okay. But I'm I, still a follower of God, obviously. Right. And I've, I've pursued my, not career, but my, my walk with God by expanding my talents that he's given me and all that stuff further. But, like... I think that's in spite of... Like, I, what, what I'm saying is, like, what drew me to the Lord was, like, God loved me and that he's patient with me and that he's kind to me and he's gentle towards me. And when I do do wrong and when I do mess up and sin and, you know, fall short of what God, you know, would have me to do, it's not, I'm going to get beat. It's like, I know there's a loving father, like the whole, you know, Corey Asbury run to the father type right. situation. It's like, I can come to the father and like, there's not a belt there or a piece of, wood or a switch I can run to the father I know that he's going to forgive me and I know that the discipline <clears throat> that our heavenly father has for us is not one that will bring me shame and you know pain or whatever it's like it might be something that's uncomfortable or it might be painful in some ways but it's not something that's going to be above and beyond what it is that I feel like I deserve type of thing if that makes sense. And so I feel how, like, do, how do I instill in Finley, like, there's a big consequence if you don't do this, but there's also a great reward if you do do this without proving it to her here on earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think that what you're doing, and I, I don't know exactly what it is you're doing to, to discipline her, but I do think that, like, what happened to you, and I'll, I mean, I'll just say hands down. It was not right. And I would I would venture to say that it is in the realm of like abuse. Like welts on your back. From from what we learned from the parenting course, because they did a whole yep. message thing about spanking. They were saying I that, was not spanked. I was I was yeah. beaten. And they were saying that like spanking is supposed to be number one, a last resort. Yeah. After you've already like sat them down, explained the whatever, blah, blah, like spanking is a last resort. It is never to be done out of anger. It is never supposed to be done publicly. And there's always supposed to be an explanation yeah. as to why you're getting the spanking. Like Heather and it, I have gotten into like arguments over this. She's like, because I've spanked Finley and it has been a last resort. It's never been out of anger. I feel you. It's been like, like, nope. Tap on the butt. Mm -hmm. You know you messed up. Go to your room. Yeah. And 99% of the time, I don't have to say that. 
I don't have to do any of that. I just, I'd like, she could look at me and know I'm upset and I could say, go to your room and she would feel just as much. I uh, see. Like she would feel just as much remorse as if I spanked her. Yeah. But if I do spank her, it's never with an object. Mm. It's with my hand. I send her to her room and Heather said, we don't, we don't spank our kids. And here's, and, and I, go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off, but no, like, go ahead. when coming from what I came from, I'm like, that's just a drop in the bucket compared to what I'm used to. Yeah. So like a hand tap to the butt, like yeah. I spank her harder just playing. Like we, yeah. we beat each other up and yeah. playing and we're laughing and we're having a good time. And I spank her lighter when I'm angry or she's in trouble or whatever. Right. So I don't spank her out of anger. I spank her out of like correction. Yeah. Just like, hey, stop. Like, go to your room. And yeah. she'll cry because she's, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. embarrassing. Yep. Yeah. Get that. So, like, she goes to bed. She's embarrassing. She lays there. And then we, like, I do the one minute per year old you are. So she's five. So mm-hmm. I'll do five minutes and then I'll go in and I'll talk to her. And I'll tell her what she did wrong and how we can fix it. Mm. Or I'll allow her to tell me how she could fix it. Mm. But I will never take off my belt and that's wild, whip it on her or yeah. take an object from a table that I found that would hurt. You know, I don't look yeah. at an object on a table and say that'll inflict pain and I'll use that. Yeah, that's wild. What? But when Heather tells me, like, we don't spank our kids, I look at it as, like, that was such a light version mm. of what I'm used to. Yeah. So, like, I'm just like, what do you mean we don't spank her? Like, that wasn't, I feel that wasn't a spanking. That was a warning Yeah. compared to what I'm used to. And I in, in, in the parenting course, what they were saying was... Oh, oh, to the to what you're saying is that it's it's not supposed to it's a last resort and it's not supposed to be out of anger and blah blah all those things but what they were saying was is that you you should use an object and what they said that they used was like a paint stick you know like the thing that you use to stir up whatever because they were saying that which Man, is li- which is which is nothing, nothing which that's is nothing, nothing. I, I got I, a I, thick yeah. hand son yeah yeah but what they were saying is <laughs> what they were saying is is like your hands are supposed to be like the loving, tender, like embracing, t- like that, like that. That's what your hands are. And to that's be. what I use hands for spanking for as well, because like they know, like my hands are also for that loving. Like I can love you with my hands, but I can also inflict punishment with my hands. And what they were saying was, is like, and this is just in what they were saying that they do. They wanted there to be a separation between the hands and an object. So the object is what is inflicting the like the correction or whatever, not like the hands. And so every time that I've spanked Max and mm-hmm. it it's been one tap of like either Jen I think uses like a paint stirring stick type thing cuz we were like okay, like that's fine. And it's more kind of like what you said, it's less about the it's and also the spanking is never to harm, no. never to, no, to no, inflict no, no, pain. No, no, no. It's always like a you don't have a paraplegic yeah, yeah. after you're spanking your kids, right? And so after you spank them, what the part that I don't do is they're like they're saying like after like number one you you take them aside like this is their like this is how you spank a child It's like you take them us away from people because you don't want to publicly shame them. You don't want them to be embarrassed and right. them to feel like shame attached to the discipline. But you take them aside. You explain to them this, like, this is what you did. 
this is the like this is the rule that you broke essentially. So for Max, it's like, buddy, you know that you're not supposed to hit your sister right. in the head with a with a <laughs> hockey stick. You <laughs> right. know this, right? We're not supposed to hurt our sister. That's not kind. That doesn't make her feel protected. You're her big brother. You're supposed to protect her, and you hurt her. And we told you not to do that. And because you did that, that's why you're getting a spanking. Here's the bank painter. Do you understand? And so I'll explain all of those things to Max, and he'll say yes, like I like like he understands. Again, he's two. Right. He'll get a quick, fair like fairly lat lack. I'm saying lax, but like light tap on the leg, which he'll cry, which I'm sure Finley does, like yep. the same way that you do when you out of pat embarrassment, on the butt. Not, yeah, a, like, not out of pain. Exactly. I, yeah. I'm being disciplined for a thing. He'll cry and he'll immediately open his arm, like hold me. And what they say is, is that you, after you spank your child, you're supposed to comfort them. Yep. And. The, they n- say. Yeah. They, they say the, the, you know, the folks who made up this course. And then you're supposed to, after that, you let it go because it's done. The same way that God forgives us of the thing that we did, it's done, it's gone. And what they said was, was after they spank, they pray and they say, like, God, help us to, you know, whatever, whatever, like, help us to be more gentle and kind. I don't do the prayer part. And they also say, like, after that, do something fun. Like to let them know that this was just something like, hey, let's get some ice cream or like, it's, let's say, you know, play your favorite game, whatever. Something that Lucy said, because she was in the class, Lucy Richardson was saying like, that seems to me like, she was like, I was in an abusive relationship. And that to me seems like when the dude hits you, it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to do this because I love you, you know, and I want you to act right. You know, blah blah. So she's like that whole Man, reward after that as well. The, the whole reward after a punishment yeah. thing. She's like that makes me uncomfortable. Like I don't like the idea of that. So I don't. Hey man, like here's some ice cream or and I don't. But I do do the. This is why you're getting the spanking, the spank, and then the buddy. I love you and I don't want to do this or whatever. Right. But you have to be gentle with your sister. She's a baby. You can't do that. And then I also do the forget it. And sometimes it's difficult for me to just like up and for, like it never happened type of thing. Cause right. I'm still like mad. Like I'm just like, bro, you hit her in the face with a hockey stick. A like, strong boy. you know, strong team. Yeah. And, and you really, you really got some velocity on that thing. Yeah. Like you, you wound up. So the way that I do things is like the same hands that, hold and love you it's like it's a godly thing like the same hands that hold you are the same hands that smite you and that is why i use my hands and not an object to spank finley so for those of you who don't know i have a five-year newly five-year-old she just turned five last week uh two-year-old and newborn but i've spanked finley a number of hands Times. Just, just one hand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Heather and I don't agree on this, but if I do spank Finley, it's for a good reason. And I use my hand and my hand only. And it's never harder than when we play. It's more mm-hmm. of a metaphor. Like, like mm-hmm. it's more of a signature. Like, I'm spanking you because you are in trouble. 
But when you're not in trouble, like if we play, I spank your butt harder. Right. And she never cries, but she cries when I spank her when she's in trouble right. because she's, in, like we said, embarrassed. Exactly. But those same hands that smite are the same hands that love. So I won't use a paint stirrer. I won't use a belt. I won't use mm. wire you found on the dining room table or a broom mm. handle. Um, I'm not going to do that. But I will spank her with the same hands that love her. So I'll spank her. She'll be upset. She'll run to her room or do whatever reaction she has at the time. But I will also use those same hands to comfort her. I understand. To let her know that, like, hey, I'm here for you. You messed up big yeah. time. And I, and think that, I think that that's the important part. Yeah, like she messed up. And, and to get to that point, because Heather doesn't like spanking, so I'm trying to respect that and, right. and hold off on that. So I will use words. And words, honestly, have been more effective than spanking has. Yeah. So, like, I've spanked her, and then I'll say, do you know why I spanked you? And she'll be like, no, not really. And I'll tell her why. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell her, like, hey, this is how you're messing up. And she'll be like, okay. And I'll say, so now go to your room. Mm. And then bring her out. Do you know why I sent you to your room? And she'll understand more yeah. why she went to her room verbally than she would if I were just to spank her with my hands. Yeah. Um, but... The, the spanking, obviously, is very, very, very last resort, especially since my wife doesn't agree with it. Yeah. Um, but I also vocalized to my wife, like, I'm not raising punks. Yeah. And that's how I kind of was brought up. Like, my dad beat me with everything he could out of angry at that point. And um, yeah. that's, like, kind of how I'm trying to model parenting, but also trying to alter that model of parenting. Yeah. So, like, she's like, we don't hit our kids. And I was like, well, we might not but i do because Mm. i'm not raising punks and she's patient with me to tell me like how we cannot raise punks and use our words and use spanking as a last resort yeah so when i do hit her it's very it's very seldom yeah very so i'll say boom go to your room yeah and she'll cry and it's more it's no more force than a high five like honestly, yeah. it's it's more of the embarrassment feel like yeah. you've gotten in trouble and now you're being called out on it. So I haven't spanked her in probably a year. Yeah. So we've been I think it's the looks, it's the the yeah. demeanor, how you carry yourself as a dad. So like I'll say, Finley, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I, I just uh I just I, I just go to your room. Okay, Daddy, I'm sorry. And then she's to her room, yeah. no crying, no fussing, yeah. no nothing. And then five minutes later, you know, the one minute per yep. year old, I say, come out here. Why did I send you to your room? Why are you in trouble? And she'll tell me why. And yeah. usually she's correct. And then the problem's solved for the day. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. not solved forever. Right. It's solved for the day. So. But I, I think that the, I, in in the course, it was saying like, that two to five arena, yeah, and maybe five is even a little bit late. Is this like spank? Maybe two to six is like the spanking arena. Keep going, I'm gonna pee. Go for it. Yep. And like, it's because those years, I think that they said maybe the first six or seven years of your kid's life is the most formative, like that's when they're really making the synapses in their mind, blah, 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 whatever. And kind of what they were 
hammering on is that if you spend those first couple of years of your kid's life really kind of showing them like this is the right way to go, then they will continue in that right way. So Max is two and a half, I guess, two and a quarter. I, I don't know the math on that, but Max is of the age where he's like spanking still is beneficial for him. If you're getting spanked and you're 14, like that's too late. You're spanked, you're getting spanked and you're 10, it's too late. But essentially, I'm what we're trying to do right now is to instill that like that idea of if I do something, there's consequences, and like I want to do the right thing. And you only have that period of time for those like first five, six years or so. And so when when Finley's like eight or nine, she really shouldn't be getting spanked. But you've been doing the hard work for the past five years to instill in her. You know the right thing to do. You you know that you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that or whatever. She doesn't get spanked now. Like she's just turned five and she does not get spanked now. So you've so done like, you've done the hard work of for the past five years. Yes, instilling her. Like so. we've done the pats, we've done the the send to your rooms, and she'll go still go to timeout or go to a room or whatever. But we do the same thing with Evan, who's two. Like go look at a corner. Like you yeah. look at the wall. You are bored now, and yeah. you have a time to like reflect. I don't have to instill violence to my kids right. at that point to figure out, to let them know they've done wrong. Like, they're right. not stupid. They don't need to be beat to let them know they've done wrong. Like, if you say, stop what you're doing, turn around, look at the corner, mm-hmm. they know they're not having fun anymore. They yeah. know they've done something wrong. Yeah. And those corner times and timeout times have become less and less and less because, like, you, if you're a good parent, you can do that with looks. You can do yeah. that with vocalizations. You can do that with whatever you need to do other than picking up a broom handle from the coffee table and smacking your kid and breaking it over their back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Finley knows when she does wrong. She's just so hyperactive. And yeah. she's the oldest kid. And we have two younger kids now than she is and she's looking for a reaction so of course she's going to be acting out yeah so i will use like hey not how you treat your sister go to your room not how you treat your brother go to your room and And that is it's 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 fine it works it works well and then i'll ask her like the thing that parents of the 90s kids don't ask is do you know why i punished you my parents they they hit me yeah. Which automatically made me go to my safe place, my room. Yeah. They would just spank me on the butt. I'd run to my room instinctually. Yeah. And then they would say, okay, you can come out now. Leaving me completely clueless as what to, did I get? to what Why? the frick did I do wrong. <laughs> yeah. So now with Finley, I've learned who has the same ADHD mindset that I do. Yeah. How do I deal with this mindset better than my parents? And I'm not saying my parents were bad parents. I'm saying they no. dealt with it differently. I'm saying they they dealt with it in a way that was easier for them. Both of them had full-time jobs. They were working like crazy. I'm sorry. I panned, no, fine. I panned to the left there. Uh, no. Okay. There we go. They were both working crazy. I know they were tired. Like, And then they come and get me from daycare saying, Corey's been bad. I get that. Yeah. All you have left is pain. Yeah. They don't have the patience to be like, hey, what did you do wrong today? Yeah. But 
Heather's not currently working. I am working, and I'm trying my best to to summon the patience to make whatever works for my kids because I don't want to be what. And God forbid my mom and dad ever listen to this. <laughs> it's, I, I love you guys, yeah. and you guys made yeah. me what I am today. And I'm a strong, very, very strong, independent male right. who could take on anything that comes his way. You guys have done a great job at that. However, it still sticks with me that like yeah. I don't want to treat my kids the same no. way you treated me. And I, bro, I'd say like left, right, di- whatever. Like hitting your kids in that way, the way that you were disciplined was wrong. Like I agree, and I know that you. I think that you became a strong, capable man despite that. But I do think, me personally, that that type of discipline was wrong, especially the discipline without the explanation as to why you are being punished for what you're doing. That to me. Is like I I have an uncle who will never listen to this, but I would walk past like, and I hated going to Thanksgivings to my grandma and grandpa's house because I knew that he was there, and he'd slap me in the back of the head for fun, like just like yeah, that's what uncles yeah, do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And for me, and again, my parents would never, I would never be spanked. I I, I could go on record and say I was never punished without knowing why I was doing. In fifth grade I got a pamphlet of like the sex education pamphlet that they had. Yeah. And it was there's a penis on there and I drew hair and a vein (laughs) on the penis. Like it was a good for you. It was drew that and I passed it around. People were laughing and giggling and whatever. I did that. Yeah, gotta make it realistic. They they took that pamphlet, (laughs) they faxed it to my mom. Oh my gosh. They, they, and here's the thing, the dude, the dude who, the, the teacher who found it, his name was Mr. Bates, which sounds a whole lot like Master Bates. His name was Mr. Bates. He saw me passing this penis picture around, and he said, Nate, what are you passing around? And I said, nothing. And he said, I'm going to leave the class. I'm going to come back, and when I come back, you need to give me what it is that you were like passing around and we're going to talk about it. Nothing masturbates. So in my mind, nothing. I nothing nothing on masturbates. In my mind I thought in my mind I thought I don't want him to think I'm on some freak boy weird boy stuff drawing, you know, penises and veins and right. stuff. So I was like I'm gonna draw boobs. So I got out a different piece of paper, uh, like a piece of lined paper, drew boobs with a lady with a vagina and hair on it. Crumpled it up. As the 90s folded, would fold, provide. Yeah, yeah, of course. Crumpled yeah. it up. And then when he came back in the room, I said, this is what I was, this is what we were passing around. Handed it to him. He was like, the paper that you're passing around was tan. It was like orangish. This is lined paper. This isn't what you were passing around. Give me what you were really passing around. So then I had to give him the penis picture. So they faxed So you both gave pictures. him penis and vagina. I gave him penis and vagina pictures. Oh, my God. Faxed that to my mom, who receives this at work. My mom, <laughs> like, my mom is working. Like to Mrs. Yeah, Williams. She, she's, <laughs> she, she's fully working. <laughs> she, she's, she's working her government job. And they type in the little beep, you know, 712984, whatever the number is. Send that joint to her. And what she sees is she's a, is her is a, her son's high school drawing yeah, of 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 a, of a penis with a vein in it with a hair on it, 
and That's then wildly accurate. Yeah, what, what way a, to go, Nathaniel? Of a, of a big-breasted woman with her vagina out and hair vagina, on. vagina, vagina, bro. When I tell you, I got home and I was spanked thoroughly. I knew every every lash that I. Man. I was like, I do. De- I deserve all these. I get it. I because they called her and said, "Hey, did you get the facts?" My mom's like, "Yes." Like this was your son was passing around in school. Can I that tell spanking, you two? I deserved it. Can I tell you two of mine? <laughs> I'm ready. All right. So I had the principal call my parents because I called a girl who I went to daycare with, who I knew for years. Like I've known her for pro- from probably kindergarten on up, and I called her a lesbian. <laughs> okay. And. Was it fitting? Like, was it? No, it was, it was just, not. And was, I said something about a lesbian, and then the principal called me, and he was like, you're calling this girl a lesbian? You even know what you're talking about? And I was like, no. Knowing that a lesbian is a woman who enjoys other women's company. Right. At a very young age. So my dad's like, you called Robin a lesbian? <laughs> I was like, well, my name's Robin. <laughs> but... How was she not? <laughs> but, but, but I was like, Dad, I, I don't know what that means. I just said it because I thought it was cool. And he believed me, knowing dang well what a lesbian was, he bought the story. So I did not get beat for that. However, my dad picked me up from school one day, and we had these green, yellow, orange, red behavioral charts. Yes, sir. So if you were green, you'd... You're, you're in the good. You're, you're a regular. Fine. You're a regular Doing kid. Just fine. Yellow. Hey, warning, hey, sir. Orange down. means, hey, buddy, you're in big trouble. Yeah. Red means, get ready for yeah. expulsion. <laughs> so I got to the orange one day, and my teacher sent a note home, and I never provided the note to my dad. Which, like, knowing my childhood, you wouldn't either. It's right. like suicide. Yeah. Why would I provide you that note? Yeah. So my dad or somebody drops me off, and they're like. You know what happens, right? You sign the note, and my dad's like, what? Yeah, he made it on the orange. And I was like, all right. So I had to go through the whole school day thinking about what my dad's going to do to me that night. Because you didn't have it signed? Because I didn't have it signed. I didn't tell him about it because I was terrified. And the new uh, 101 Dalmatians came out with Jeff Daniels, the new live action. Of course it did. Great movie. And my dad's like, we're going to watch this tonight, Corey. You can either spend the rest of your night in your room. Or you could take a spanking and come out here and watch it with us. And I watched the trailer. I, like, pop my head out. I remember. I pop my head out of the room in the hallway, and I'm looking down at the big screen TV, and I see the trailer. I want to watch that. And I was like, Dad, I've had beatings. Like, I've been beat before. I was like, Dad, I think I want to take the beating. So he's like, all right, big man. So I come out of my room. And I was like, give me your worst with your belt, you big puss. Go ahead. <laughs> See what you got. He pulls my sister's Halloween costume broom, because she was a witch that year, off the dining room table. <laughs> so he brings an entire broom up, and he breaks this broom over my back. And he goes, whack. And I run around in circles like a child, like whine, crying and oh, whining because oh, it hurt. Of course. Well, obviously, yeah. it's a piece of freaking maple yeah. broke over my back. That would have hurt a grown man. <laughs> and I run around in circles, and then he looks at me and he goes, "You're a strong man." 
enjoy the movie. That's bro. You have so I watched the movie to know. That's crazy. So like I think and and that's why it begged the question that I asked you previously. Like (sighs) my like my childhood experience was yeah. It seems traumatic to some people, but like (laughs) look who I am now. Like, if I did not get beat by my dad, I would not be the same straightforward, strong man that I am now. Like, I have looked, every single fight I've ever been in has been a person bigger than me. And it has been a person that I have instigated the fight. So, like, my dad has, and and to this day, my dad and I have a great relationship. I don't fault him at all for, you know, pushing me in that direction. Do I think it was a little unorthodox? Yeah. But mm. like it worked because I was a difficult kid. I was I was like on like ADHD medicine. Man, I still don't I even with your ADHD and like being a difficult kid, I still don't think that's an appropriate way to discipline your child. So, my parents we went to a psychologist and they like gave brain scans and all this stuff. I was like, "Dad, I just keep getting headaches constantly headaches constantly and they brought me to this guy and they were like he has adhd we could prescribe him adderall and my dad's like well i really enjoy his bubbly personality and i could tell it was genuine Mm. i could tell my dad was like i do not want his personality to go away because of this Mm. and they were like no you should be fine so they prescribed me the medicine i'm taking the medicine and then i become extremely hateful for so from sixth grade to I want to say senior year. So dang, six to twelve that's six years. Wow, I was on a medicine that made me hate myself constantly. Dang, so I'm having kids now who are exhibiting the exact same tendencies that mm-hmm. I am, and I'm like, do I put them on drugs to uh, make them normal, or do I sum up the extra effort to get? them to have normal childhoods yeah and to embrace their creativity yeah while they're bored so that's what i've been doing and it's really easy to be like finley it's settle down time well dad it's 1 p.m like <laughs> i'm not gonna settle i'm not gonna settle <laughs> I'm down. ramping up what you mean, bro? <laughs> you know, like, like you you got 30 percent of what i'm dealing <laughs> yeah, with today dad yeah like, i haven't even turned myself suck on. it up yeah. son yeah <laughs> So I could either like pump her full of drugs to make her hate herself for her entire life because she's different or I could do my best to put up with it and to encourage it because you're not going to come across a personality like that. Yeah. She's got, bro, she, your, your daughter has an awesome personality and she's wild. And I think that it's, it's the best thing. She will make a great friend yep. to any person. She will make a great spouse to a man that's lucky to win her heart, and she'll make a great mother. And it's proven. Like, every group age of children she comes up with, she she finds somebody to get along with. Yeah. Whether it's kids that are 12 years old, kids that are her age, or kids that are the, the age group under her. Yeah. She does great with all of them. And how dare I as a parent say, yeah. nope, not normal. Give her drugs. And mute that. Make yeah. her hate herself. No. You're doing the right thing. And I don't think Max has ADHD or, or I mean, not that He's I He's still not pretty young. Yeah. But I do think that I will, 
I pray that I always lean towards put the extra effort in. Lean towards the patient. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want him to feel like there's something wrong with me. I'm too hyper. And that's what I felt. And dude, that's why I think, and, and again, my own personal opinion, this is just Nate Williams speaking. I don't think that you should have been disciplined in that way because I don't think the hate yourself just came from the medicine. I think it also probably came from the Corey, be quiet. Corey, stop. Corey, sit down. Corey, that's not funny. Corey, put it away. Like all of that from two tired parents. I get why they did what it is that they did. But like to your own point, you said like they worked hard jobs and they were tired. So they didn't have the gas in the tank to like deal with a kid who needed a little bit more attention like you did. So let me riddle you this. It goes further. I am on paternity leave. True. I'm off for six weeks. It's paid. Yeah. I'm FMLA. Like, my job's protected. Beautiful. For baby bonding time. Yeah. And I had my parents over for Finley's birthday. And my mom says, well, let's hope it protects your job. It doesn't protect your job title. It just protects you have a position there. And I'm like, what? No, that's really dumb that they would just protect me having a position and not my actual title. Yeah. And she's like, nope, it just protects the fact that you have a job there. They could demote you to whatever they want. Like being really negative. Yeah. To where my mother-in-law, who's not very outspoken, comes out and she was like, well, that's a really crappy thought to have. Have I met your mother-in-law? Yes. Sweet lady that the kid that the kids go. Red hair lady. Have I met your mom? Uh, Yes. Don't remember that. That's fine. Uh, it doesn't bother me much. Your your dad's face is in my mind. I can that's see him. fine. But anyway, so your mother in law said. So my mother in law said that, say. that's a really crappy thing to think about, and then walks away. And I looked at Heather and I was like, "Thank you, Linda. Like, thank you. Like mm. that somebody thought that way. Yeah. But my mom is just like always negative, and I feel like I am always negative. My dad. Always finding the negative points. And I understand that finding the negative points first is how you find the positive points later. But finding the negative points first and never progressing to finding those yeah. positive points is pointless. Like yeah. you can you can go in through any job title, any circumstance in life, and you're going to ask yourself, how will this be negative? Yeah, You have to look at that. You yeah. have to, no matter what. Job title, moving forward in life, buying a house, buying a farm, buying whatever. There are these negative things that can happen. But you also have to look at, like, what positive things could happen. Do the positives outweigh the negatives? Yeah. And if it's yes, then it's go for it. Yeah. You don't hang on the negatives and say all these things could happen and then you just never fulfill your dreams because you're too freaking scared. Yeah. That's what I came from. Mm. I came from a whole family who's too afraid To make moves. To make moves. Yeah. Like, I tell my parents all the time, all the time, they have a neighborhood which their property values are increasing crazy. And I'm like, sell your stupid house. Mm. Sell it. And move wherever the freak you want. You can sell your house for a half million dollars and move wherever you want. Yeah. And then my mom's like, well, we have a refi and we have this and we have this. All this negative stuff. 
and my, the house is ugly. I don't know why my dad designed it that way. It's just really ugly. And I'm like, then sell your ugly house. Yeah. Your words. You said it's ugly. Sell it. You don't like the house. Sell it anyway. Mm. I have memories in that house. Yeah. Like I grew up in that house. It's fine. But it's completely changed from when I was a kid, so it doesn't mean anything to me. It's a tangible thing yeah. that does not hold any weight in, in me moving forward. Yeah. Your daughter mo- lived in Florida, so she, clearly she doesn't care. Sell it and live your dream. Well, Too scared to do no, it. No, we have a... We have, we have, you know, the thing is, we have a, we have a big meeting coming up, and uh, I'm like... You know what? That just shows me like you're too scared to do anything. Yeah. So living in a household where everybody's dwelling on the negatives has shown me that like life living in the negative is not worth it. Now You have to find that positive push. Yeah. You have to see where you're going. Like, yes, you're supposed to like when you move into a situation, you have to look at the negatives, but you also have to look at what the positives can bring you. You and your parents don't do that. No. You have to look at what can possibly come of the situation. And you have to go for it. You have to go balls deep. Yeah. For lack of a better For term. lack of a We're married. We're married. We, we can say that. Yeah. Like balls That's deep. That's fine. You have That's to go fine. balls deep. And you have to do what you can to make things better for the generations before you and after you. Do you think that your parents had that mindset in raising you and your no. sister? A hundred percent not. Yep. If my parents had that mindset, I'd have a farm or mm. I'd have camping experiences or I'd have fishing experiences. My mm. dad came to me in my 30s and he's like, I'm sorry that I didn't do these things with you that you're doing with your daughter now. That was going to be the question that I had. Does your Do your parents look back and think we did the best? Well, I'm sure they thought we did the best that we could. But do they think that like we did right by Corey? No, they don't. Um, like my parents have actually said, so I try to take Finley fishing, camping, like we'll, we'll camp right here, yeah. right there. I've seen the pictures and she loves it. She's like, dad, can we go camping tonight? Dad, out for my birthday, I want to go camping in the woods. Dad, I want to go horseback riding. I want to go fishing. So cool. She wants to be outside. So it's my job as a dad to say, let's do it. Let's yeah. make it happen. Yeah. My the only camping experience I've ever had with my dad was on his friend's property for one night. Mm. That's it. All the other stuff with was with Drew's dad. You've met Drew. Have I? Yeah. I think. I don't think mm-hmm. I know a dude named John. Maybe you did. I don't know. But like I spent a majority of my outside time with Drew's dad. Mm. And that was hunting, shooting crossbows, going outside, going fishing, camping. It was with him because my dad just like never provided that that experience because he was too tired to do it. I just I, I don't he he was like a Baltimore kid so we like he didn't understand it. I see. But like I grew up here where everyone was doing it and I'm like dad I want to go camping I want to do this stuff so like we mm. camped one time on a property of his friends for one night and then now I have a daughter who is super into it and she's like let's camp let's fish. Like, we sat on her, we had a chicken that we found dead. And it its head was, like, mangled, and we did research, and we found it was a raccoon that probably did it. Pulled the head through the grate or whatever. Jeez. 
So I gave Finley one of my camo shirts. I said, put this on. And it's like a dress on her, and she looks super cute, and she's like sweet. wearing daddy's shirt. And we went up on that playground over there, and I had my 22, and she's laying next to me, and like we're just actively hunting a raccoon. Mm. And it was really cool to be able to have that that sense with my kid. Like, mm. it's wild. Dang, man. I'm thankful that your parents can recognize present day. Ah, we didn't. I mean, sorry about that. Like, I think that that's a cool recognition of, like, we could have done better. In the parenting podcast, which I know I've mentioned, like, multiple times. But that's they were saying, it was. What? You know, like. Which, uh, uh, sorry. 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 What they were saying was, is that there's a, there's a difference between, like, being and and I should I'll send you this podcast if you're listening to the podcast. It's called the Intentional Father Podcast. Chase actually sent it to me. Yeah. Because it's a, a dude who was um like formative in his life, but it was really good. And it was said that somebody who's an intentional dad isn't just somebody who and they had like four before intentional, like involved, uh irresponsible, maybe like an involved dad is like the tier right before intentional yeah. and involved that is like, Hey, I'll go to your game. Like I'll, I'll go to your sport game. Like I'll be there type of thing. But an intentional dad is like, I see you for who you are and I'm going to lean in to what I'm seeing and cultivate an upbringing that not only celebrates the ways that you're different and celebrates the things that you love, but also points you to, to, to Jesus. And I think in my mind, you are an intentional father where you know the things that Finley is interested in and you lean into those things. Yep. And I would say that my dad's an intentional father because like he knows it about music and my dad to this day is like, son, you know, you gotta write a new song or you know, whatever it is. So my dad like saw who I was and was like, Got it. I've gotta make some adjustments with it like within myself and like support and promote the things that he seems to be interested in. And that seems to be, to me, what you're doing with Finley. And I'd venture to say that your parents, no slight to them, didn't do that with you. They didn't see, this is all of who Corey is. Let's lean in to, these are the things that makes Corey, Corey. But more so, I'm tired. Let's shut this kid up. I'm exhausted from working. Like, let's pacify him. Or he's just too much to handle. Let's give him this medicine to mellow him out. So what you're saying about the music thing is that, like, I played music from when I was nine or so on up. And when I was 11, I learned how to play guitar. And I had, I think it was 350 bucks my name at 11. And the first guitar I bought was $250. The amp was 100 bucks. And I became pretty proficient in playing guitar Yeah, over the time. And my dad tried to be involved. He tried to play acoustic guitar. He tried to take lessons and stuff. But then he, like, realized I was being better than him. Mm. So my dad would make the joke, like, I would play things better than him. And he'd be like, I hate you. So no. growing up, like, no. so growing up and playing on his worship team, 
I would play these songs and he would just be like, all right, he, he can lead these people to play music because I don't really know how to play music. Mm-hmm. And then he would joke and he would still hit, say, even me, 33 now, I hate you. Because, like, as a joke, I can play better than him yeah. at every instrument that he's ever imagined playing. And now I'm leave, leading this worship team that is beyond his wildest dreams. Mm. And now he's like, I hate you. I'm going to quit my church and come join yours because of what I've been able to do musically. Well, that part's cool. The hate you part, not a fan of. Like, I get what he was saying. I get it, too. Like, hate you. Right. Because I'm better than you. More so like I'm proud of you. Exactly. It was an oxymoron. Like, he said it. Like, he's saying it as if I'm proud of you that you are able to create this music that I can't. Yeah. But... Mm. Yeah. Man, it sounds like a the result of the man that I'm sta- you know, sitting in front of is a man that has overcome despite some of the things that happened in his childhood. For because sure. I don't th- I I mean I understand like hey that shaped you in some ways and made you who you are today. But my question would be more so like, who would you be today if those things didn't happen and you got grace and peace and love when you messed up and understanding and patience when you were on some other stuff? What qual- like what type of man would you be today if uh, those things were instilled in you? I'd versus- probably have a better relationship with my wife, mm. better relationship with my kids, better relationship with my parents. Um, but if my parents were not the way they were now, we probably wouldn't have a friendship. Mm. So I'm glad that happened because you're like, doing the opposite. Of I, what? D- I did the, op- yeah, yeah. I, I opposed a lot of what they taught me. Mm. So I'm glad that they taught me the way they did because I could challenge that yeah. and show them they were wrong. Mm. And my sister actually said to me, she she faced on me one night and she was like, you always challenged mom and dad and you did what you wanted to do despite what they said you should do. And you have become so much more successful Mm. than I am. And I wish I would have done that because I hated you. She said that to me. She was like, I hated you for opposing what they thought or going against what they thought. I hated you for that. But now I wish I was more like you for the, for doing that. Why'd she hate you for that? Because she was under the impression that, like, you had to do what your mom and dad said. But I questioned mm. what my mom and dad said constantly. That's just the nature of who you are. I feel like you question all the things. I question a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Even now. I mean, like, when I'm 10, I question, why shouldn't I go to bed at 9? You know, I'm getting my eight hours of sleep. I don't have to wake up until 8 o'clock. So, technically, I don't have to go to bed until 12 a.m. Yeah. Or don't come home with a black girl. Well, that's funny that you mentioned that because I have a crush on a black girl. Like, what, what, like, what's the what's the issue? Mm. Or don't. Or, or vote every single time. Vote as constantly as you can. Vote every single year. Well, my vote doesn't really count, honestly. Mm. And 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 politics politics have shown that. Like history has shown, like my vote doesn't really count. So I 
didn't vote this year. Like when I vote the, the last election, Trump and Biden, I did not vote mm. because technically I didn't, didn't agree with any of them. Yeah, it was crap and crap. So Biden won. My parents thought it was my fault. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. But in that sense, I have a great relationship with you. You know, you being a white man and me being a black guy. Yeah. it's. <laughs> I'm thankful for it. Me too. And Martin Luther King had a huge hand in this. Yep. So did Hitler. Shout out to Martin Luther King yep. and Hitler <laughs> and Saddam Hussein. Without y'all's ministries, we wouldn't be here. That's true. And we went into this episode thinking, hey, let's make a funny one. Bro, I thought the same thing. Now we're talking about me being beat up by a freaking child broom handle. Yeah. That thing broke over me, too, which told me one thing. Two things. I could take being hit by a broomstick. It's helpful knowledge as a child. Yeah. It broke over my back, which means my back is stronger than a daggone broomstick. What's up? (laughs) Hit me again. I dare you. That's why everybody's like, Corey, why are, you, why are you afraid to get in fights? Why aren't you scared to, to beat up people? I was, was Bro, because I've been getting in fights my whole life. I've been losing <laughs> fights my whole life. With my parents. <laughs> With my dad. <laughs> Go ahead. What's, what's your worst? What are you going to I punch dare me? you. You're not going to hit I me. I dare you. You're not going to hit me over the back with a broom. Go ahead. I'll tell you that. Go ahead. We, we grew up in a house with a loft, and my mom would drop a piece of carpet down because she was changing carpet in her house. And she dropped it down like this, and it smacked me in the lip like this. I swear it was on purpose. And it hurts so bad. It's abuse dog. So I'm saying, like, you know, like, <laughs> you, you want to well, fight? Well, yeah. You, you want to fight? fight me? You want to fist fight me? Go ahead. I've been a bee. I've, <laughs> I am a survivor. You. And my whole life, every fight I've been in has been because of honor. Not because I'm in fear for my life. So, like. If you're going to fight me, I'm going to beat you in the fight for honor. You know, just, I'm, I'm going to beat you. But now, I'm too old to fight for honor. <laughs> I got three if, kids. I got three kids and a hot wife. Yeah. If you're going to fight me, I'm going to fight to protect myself, which oh, means yeah. I'm ripping your eyes out, dog. Yeah. I'm, I'm scrapping throat. that throat out. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. fight me because no. you think you want to pick something. No. That's dumb this on your end because I'm telling you right now, I'm going to fight dirty. Yeah. Because I've I've fought for honor my whole life. I fought like, hey, don't mess with that guy. He's cool. Like everybody in prison is like, <laughs> everybody is like, they fight in prison for respect. Okay, I fought for respect my whole life, and I'm fine now. But if you fight me now at 33, I'm not going. I'm not doing it honorably. I'm sorry, but I'm you're, biting. You're gonna be scratching. You're gonna be missing an eye. Yeah, I'm pulling. And you hair. might kill me. That's yeah. fine. You might kill me, but you will remember who I am for the rest of your life. Oh yeah, Heather's getting a million dollars. Heather's I'm, getting the money. <laughs> I'm That's dead. Fine. I'm but, dead. But you're gonna remember who I am, squinting through one eye <laughs> and half of an arm. <laughs> but you're gonna remember who made that happen to you, sir. Yep. So if you want to fight me, that's fine. And that's how I go about everything in life. Not only fighting, not only parenting, but every day, like, like ev- everything. Everything. Like, if we disagree, like, you say, Corey, you, you said it was green. No, I said it was blue. 
I'm going to make you believe it was blue. <laughs> and if you want to make me think it was green, we can talk about it. <laughs> but we're over it. Like, like it's not going to. It's not going to change my opinion, and I'll show you why. My goodness. Speaking of which, to end this episode. Yeah. You remember the episode where we talked about me fighting that crackhead's wife? <laughs> yes, sir, I Or do. whatever it was or whatever? Vividly, yes. All right. So a quick recap. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. This lady came out screaming belligerence. F this, F that. Where's my F and son? Yep. Well, Kids the F there. and son comes out, and he says, well, you're an F and B, and I hate you, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Naturally, I'm thinking this kid doesn't have a father figure, <laughs> so I'm just saying, hey, do you not talk to your mother that way. Right. Have to. She's the only mother you're ever going to have. Got to step in. She brought you into this world, and you will not speak to her that way. Mm. And then the mom turns around and said, do not speak to my son that way. And I was like, listen, ma'am. You need to do a better job then if you think I'm messing up. So then she said, parenting is a lot easier when you're not doing it by yourself. And I said, I have all my kids here by myself. And it's pretty easy when you're not a crackhead. So she called me. You're a crackhead? Crackhead. I'll get you a crackhead. Calling her husband a crackhead, essentially. And she said, I'll get you a crackhead. She called her husband out, and I'm thinking he's going to be a six foot four, right. corn corn fed corn Frankfurt fed boy, diesel on crack right too, out. so he doesn't feel no pain. Yeah. So yeah. I say I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, all right, hit him high, hit him low, hit him however you can, because I <laughs> every fight I've been in has been against a bigger guy. <laughs> so then this little tiny five foot four, kid rock looking dude comes waddling out of his house. You call my wife crackhead. And I said, yes, I did. Or, no, he said, you talking S to my wife? And I said, no. He was like, did you call her a crackhead? And I said, yes, I did. Why? Because she's screaming belligerence across the parking lot. And your son is swearing at her in front of my children. And I corrected them. You should have done this a long time ago. Lord have mercy. And he was like, well, I appreciate you doing that. But you ain't going to talk S on my wife. So I put my now two-year-old down on the ground. I said, are we going to do this now? He said, no, we ain't going to do nothing now, man. Like, Come on now. Come on. Hold his hands <laughs> Come up. On Come now, on now. I ain't trying to do Come it. Come on now. To you, dog. Come on no. now. Just don't talk about keep my wife's name out Yeah, keep mouth. it. Come on. Come on now. now. God, come on now. Man, I ain't trying to Come on now. Fast forward to yesterday. <laughs> I was driving down to get gas for the lawnmower <laughs> and I saw this sweet ass BMX bike yeah I said it sweet ass I swore on the podcast yeah it pegs had, peg, it had oh, pegs it yeah. had pegs oh it had handbrakes oh it was baller laying on the side of the road it's mine now away from the park away from everything just laying on the side almost in the middle of the road it's a hazard it's a hazard like I could have run over it and popped a tire easily yeah, so I pick this bike up, put it in my trunk. I'm excited. I go get gas for the lawnmower. I come on back. I'm riding the bike to the backyard right through, right on the fence right here. And Finley's out here, and I'm like, look at this sweet bike. I'm like, where's your mom? She's like, she's by the pool. I was like, hi there. <laughs> and I'm popping wheelies, doing bunny hops. 
And she's like, where did you get that? <laughs> I said, I found it on the side of the road. She was like, you stole it from the side of the road? That's a different now. And I said, didn't steal no, it. no, I found no. it. I almost hit it on the side of the road. Yeah. So I picked it up and put it in my trunk. It's a good Samaritan. And she's like, you stole a bike, didn't you? And I was like, no, stealing is Keep way off. stealing. No, you say, you say stealing, I corrected yeah. a problem yeah. in the side of the road, which happened to be a bike. She was like, you turn around and you put that right back where you found it. And I was like, for what? She was like, you stole it. And I said, no, I did not steal it. I found it on the side of the gosh dang road. Yeah, you didn't steal it. As I'm doing like wheelies and bloody hops and stuff as a 33-year-old I didn't man steal it. on this BMX bike. So she's like, go now. And I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yes. And I'm like riding wheelies and doing bunny hops. Having the most fun. In and then life. Finley takes her side of all things. She's like, dad, you should go return oh, that bike. Oh, Finley, come so, on. So now the heartstrings are there. Yep. So I'm like, all right, I'll be back. So I go... And I uh, return it to the spot where I found it, where I see like six kids hanging out. And I roll my window down. I was like, hey, did you lose a bike? They're like, yeah, we, we, we can't find a bike. And I was like, I have it. And they were like, you, you have it? And one of the kids like, yo, you stole the bike? And I stopped the car and I was whoa, like, whoa, 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 and I was like, whoa. first off, no, I did not steal the bike. It was laying in the middle of the road. Yeah. I picked it up. Yeah. And now I brought it back to you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. Thanks. And these are like nine year old kids. And then a seven or eight year old girl comes out and she's like, as I'm pulling the bike out, she's like, yo, let me ride that S. Seven years old. That's wild. Yeah. So I pick it out. And I give it back down. And they were like, yo, yo, let me ride that ass. Let me ride that. Let me ride that bike. And one of the kids that's riding a bike is the one that I almost beat up his dad. Dang. Yeah. And I was, circle. Like, I was like, here's your bike. Don't leave it in the middle of the road. Dang. And then they ride off into the distance. You'd think they're. That's the third run in I've had with, the, with that kid. The you're gonna third. Have to, you're going to have to fight this dude at one point, man. Gladly done. You know you have to. That's fine. Before the year's over, you got to fight this man. Well, he's on a lot of drugs, so yeah. So you have an advantage. That's fine. But that's the the first run in I had was when I almost fought his dad. The second run in I had was when he and his buddy like showed up randomly to my house, and they were like, "I have a flat tire," so I pumped up his tire with my compressor. And the third run in was when I stole his bike. <laughs> third time's the charm. All right, well, let him show up, man. Look, I'll fight your dad. I will fight your dad, I'll fight sir. With everything I have within me. Pecs, 180 whatever pounds, I'm fighting your father. What? So I ran into a state trooper at work. And he was like, I just moved out of Gumboro. And I, he was like, where do you live? And I said, Frankfurt. He was like, where? And I told him where. And he said, I lived on this street next to this house and I was like I almost fought that guy next to your house he was like he's a big P-U-S-S you know the rest of the word yep and I was like yeah I kind of figured that when I challenged him to a fight oh yeah and he was like yeah you have nothing to worry about he's just a punk but sometimes you gotta fight a dude and I'll do it but like like I said I'm 33 man 
You don't have to do it. All the honor I have, I have. Yeah. I don't have to fight you no. for honor. You got three kids I'm and a wife I'm going to fight you house. to survive. Yeah. Now, I like, saw... I'm ripping cheeks out. Oh, yeah. I'm biting you. I'm going to make it so you can't bite nothing. Yeah. You're going to walk away from this fight different than when you came in. You have 20-20 vision now, sir. You're going to have 10-4 vision when you leave. Yeah. Because I'm taking an eyeball for, for one. Easily. Taking an eyeball... And for two, I'm going to spit in the other eye. You know how easy it is to take an eyeball out? It's like scooping jelly. I'm going to... Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm gonna, let me touch your I'm eye. I'm squeamish. I can't do it. I touch can't. touch my eye. I can't. Just do it. But, yeah, that'd be easy. No, to come do. Come, give me your come finger. On, give dog. me your finger. I'm, I'm trying to scoop you, dog. So if you use oh, yeah, any, yeah, yeah, any yeah, force yeah, yeah, at I all... I can scoop it out. You I can, can scoop, scoop it, out. it out. No problem. Jeez. Oh man, that makes you comfortable in my. my <laughs> that's that's regions. all you got to remember, man. It's so easy to scoop an eyeball yeah. out. You can get scooped. That's the whole moral. That's the whole moral of this podcast is you can get scooped. <laughs> the moral is hit him in the button. Hitting him. <laughs> so the buttons. Let me, oh let me, yeah. Right there. That put me. You to feel sleep. that? Yeah. So if you hit somebody right where that jawbone meets that neckline, yeah. Knock out every time. Knock out, then the, then you scoop them. You knock them out, then scoop their eyes. Well, so they well no, that'd the, be pretty barbaric. Okay, if they were, if, if 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 you got the threat out, and then <laughs> and they're knocked out, you decide to scoop their eyeball. Take out. your vision as well. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay, that's too far. I'm saying if they're like on top, you get go for eyes, go for throat. Got you. Thumbs. But if, but if yeah. you can smack them in that bean right here by the yeah. by the throat and the and the the jawbone, put them to sleep. Do that and just walk away. My goodness. You could kill a man like that. You got manslaughter on you. No, you can't. You can't kill anybody that way. It just knocks them out. Dude, I mean, like, you knock them out. Where's their body going? To the ground. They can hit their head on the ground. And they're talking to... And now they're talking to Jesus. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. I'm saying, if you ever... Which I highly doubt this will ever happen... If you knock out a dude and he yeah. falls and dies, <laughs> if it happens, you say you were in fear for your life. Yeah. That's it. Yep. And you say, and if the cops come, you say, listen, I'd love to talk to you, but I'd prefer to do so under the in, uh, influence of my attorney or the, the, uh, the, the, the guidance of my yep, attorney. Yep, yep. And you plead the fifth, they can't do anything to you. Nope. So you call your lawyer up, myself. you say, I was in fear for my life, man. Yep. And they'll talk real with you. They'll be like, so was he a punk? And you'd be like, yeah. Yeah, he was a punk. Yeah. Did he swing first? Sure did. Yeah, yeah he did. Okay. Did you pee on his body after you knocked him out? No. Uh, what? No. Pee on what? I got to pee right now. Yeah, I got to pee now. It's a lot. <laughs> it's very hazy what happened. But yes, I defecated on his chest. And yes, I did call him a B-word afterwards. I did give him a Stanley but I Yeah. But I should be exempt from all charges. Nate, you know what? We have a really small-minded like thought process w- with who listens to this podcast. Yeah. But Kristen now knows my code word for sex with my wife. Oh, Lord. And she sorry, exhibited bro. that on the uh, oh. 4th of July episode. Mm. She's like, I'm sorry, we're not all having steak. Mm. And I'm like, all right. So you listen to that. Thanks. Sorry about that. We didn't even we didn't say no tidbits on this one. We didn't leak nothing crazy. No, just how to get out of murder charges. Yeah, yeah. I've feared for my life. Hit you in the button. 
You hit your head in the ground. Sorry. That's not on me. That's I didn't plan you. for that giant boulder or car being there. No. It ran over you. It's wild. Yeah. And yes, I did poop on your chest. But we don't need to worry about the specifics of that. That's true. What or, time is it? It's got to be midnight. 12.57. We're on some dumb boy stuff. Is it really? Yes, sir. Trying to do one more or no? Oh, my gosh. I can't. Okay. I need to go. I need to go homeward bound. All right. I would do another one, no, but it's gonna, it's you're gonna fine. be no, slop. It'll just, be slop. Okay. If we if we did another one, oh, she said I'm going to bed. Yeah, that was an hour ago. Oh, that was the wife. So Nate came over tonight. Oh, uh, we're an hour. We're we're two hours in, dog. For this one episode, it's an hour and fifty five minutes. Dang. We kind of split this in two. Nah. Nah, those just get the whole thing. We'll be fine. Straw I'm will, all for six weeks, yeah, man. He'll listen to it on the way we'll to get more. from work. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we're we fine. But we could get three episodes out of tonight. But there's no natural places. We could just one. do another one. Bro, I... We could. Listen, man. We could. Oh, my gosh. Don't, don't. Don't chicken neck me. <laughs> don't chicken neck me. I got. I got. I got to go home. All right. I will. I will hate myself. All right. If if the next here's the thing, with if and when we hit stop, if we start talking again, it'll be five in the morning. True. All right. That's fine. We gotta stop this. End it now. But here's the thing. Yep. I'm not doing anything tomorrow. Me either, except for a family doctor's appointment and a trip to the Walmart in Berlin. Okay. We have buns. We, we do have meat. We do. And we might have an egg. I can. I've got eggs. All right. <laughs> Let's call it. All right. Tell Jen. Okay. To text Heather to okay. get together tomorrow night. Are you talking about the whole family? Yeah. That okay. way we can get some episodes in while we make burgers. That'd be great. And Max I, would love to run, do the chicken run. I really have to pee. Okay. So All right, talk. y'all. Let's let's wrap this puppy up. Oh, he's oh he's he's peeing right now. He's peeing. All right, y'all. This has been the Chocolate Cover Straws Strawberries podcast. Um, everyone that's listening right now, you're beautiful. You're kind. You're smart. You're capable. Prayerfully, you love the Lord. And if not, psh, you gotta meet him. He said he'll he'll change your life. Worship music is bomb. dot com. Are the kids still saying that? I'm not sure. Uh, it is almost one in the morning, but that means nothing because friendship lasts forever, especially past one a.m. Oh yeah, are we doing another episode? Oh, dog, I gotta go to sleep. Bro. All right, that's let's fine. just let's push it to tomorrow. All right, because I still gotta get home. I gotta brush my teeth. I gotta get these. You ain't gonna brush your teeth, you liar! I am, dog. Every, yeah, every no, night. you're not. Every night, and I gotta take my two scoops of magnesium. It helps me sleep. Also, exactly. What, is, what yeah. kind of Martha Stewart BS I'll, is I'll, this? I'll, I'll send you the link. It has <laughs> been very, all jokes aside, for real, for real, it's been very helpful with my anxiety. It's magnesium. Magnesium? Magnesium. It's called Calm. It's a powder. You put two scoops of that in a uh, cup, put some water in there, drink it, I sleep like a baby. And it helps with my anxiety for the whole rest of the day. I'll send it to you. All right. It's Next helpful, episode. Man. We're gonna it's going to be about, a funny one. Yeah, hopefully. But we're going to talk about my cycling experiences. Yes. My new sport yeah. that Nate's trying to get involved in. I am. Yes. And I'll tell you about the new sport that I'm getting involved in, which is pickleball. Nate at, oh, 
I bought an eighty dollar racket two days. Will ago. asked me. He was like, "Hey, do you think if we invited Nate out, he'd be about it?" And I said, "Yes, he would be about it, but you'd never see him." Yeah, he will never show up. Nah, that's accurate. We rode I'm twenty miles it. this morning. Good night, y'all. Some freaks. Yeah. Just get me a bike, dog. I just need a get bike. you a bike. Don't you get me a bike? I mean, I'm just saying, like, my bike is thirteen hundred dollars. You want me to get you a bike? What happened to the right. BMX? You gave it back. I See? gave it back. I could have been mine. <laughs> I could have been bunny hopping on the on the twenty miles, <laughs> and you gave my bike away. That's crazy. <laughs> My bike you gave away. All right, guys. Next episode, we're going to talk about how we gave Nate's bike away. Yep. And how we're going to be playing some old people tennis. <laughs> I heard pickleball is where tennis players go to die. They and sure I'm do. Fine. I'm fine with I'm that. I'm cool with it. We played on Monday. What's today? Tuesday? We yeah. played yesterday with, with Jeremy Reagan. Yeah. Slap that thing around. It was fun, man. Yeah, the one who shall not be named said he looked at it, went home. Really? You know he's not going to be yeah, about yeah, these nah, sporting yeah, activities. Nah, he's not doing all that. If nah. he's not watching it on TV, he ain't appreciating nah, it. he's not doing it. No, something active with the body, nah, I'm out. All right, all six of you who listen, appreciate you. Yeah, we love you guys. It is Straw. It is probably Sam Richardson. It is Mike Cordry. Woody Ann listens. Yeah. That's four. Kristen Cr- listens. Kristen is five. Sometimes my dad will tune in. All right. That's six. That's six. There we are. That's it. That's all, right. all, that's all you guys. Hold on to your butt. All six of you guys hold on to your butts. I hold on to Chef Ray's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>